This middle class eager to display their newfound wealth were quick to adopt the flower as a status symbol. Nevertheless, the price of tulips initially remained relatively stable until around 1634 when French merchants began to buy tulips for their wives. Sellers began to stockpile tulips, further increasing the price and, in turn, making the tulip appear as a sound investment. So rather than planting tulips, the largely inexperienced investors began to buy tulips with the intention of reselling and this craze began to grip the nation. This corresponded with an outbreak of plague in the Netherlands. The plague, along with the casualties caused by the Thirty Years' War, created a labour shortage and increase in wages. Plus, some say the fatalism which this produced made the Dutch more inclined to take risks. The sellers found a way to keep selling for the period of the year when the plant could not be uprooted. The new merchants would trade in contracts and this was an early form of what is now future contracts. But these contracts were not regulated and largely conducted in taverns between the two parties. So bulbs and money rarely changed hands. Instead the buyer would only have to pay a small wine tax, around 2.5% of the trade, and he could sell the contract on for a profit later that day. This skewed the balance between risk and reward. Therefore, throughout the winter months of 1636 and 37, the price of tulips had shot through the roof. A certain species of tulip, the Viceroy, could fetch around 2,500 guilders, or around 16 and a half years pay for a skilled worker. But the smarter traders began to see the market as unmanageable and failed to reinvest their money into it. Then, in February 1637, the bubble burst when a tulip auction in Harlem failed to attract any buyers. The merchants who still had tulips were thrown into a panic and tried to quickly sell off these now worthless flowers, causing the price to drop significantly. It was made even worse because many florists had been selling tulips they did not yet own to buyers who couldn't afford it. So the Dutch government tried to step in and offered 10% cancellation fee to avoid any contracts, but it did little to prevent many people losing a vast amount of hey money. Guys, uh, Squam, and uh, today for the Crazy Pills podcast, I'm going to talk about Dogecoin. Okay, uh, I'm going to assume most people watching this already have an idea what it is. If not, I'm going to give the quick 30-second uh, uh, version of it. Okay, so Dogecoin is a cryptocurrency uh, in the crypto space. It's known as kind of like this joke or a meme coin. Even the logo is like a, a dog, so my Japanese dog. Uh, it was originally created as a joke, uh, created as a joke back in 2013, and then uh, nowadays, uh, more recently, it's been used and like like reddit communities where they'll just tip other people okay so originally was created there was a hundred billion uh just to give you like a, a for comparison bitcoin uh when it was created there's only going to be 21 million available there was a hundred billion uh, dogecoin created it was, it was worth like way less than a penny so when someone would tip someone else on reddit but here here's a uh, ten thousand dogecoin right and it could be worth like two dollars or something but it just, it's just kind of funny how how uh, you can just create any cryptocurrency you want and then you can get a community around it. Um, it's in the news recently because it's gone up a lot. So it went from like 0 0.00, like 0 0.03 cents to um, about 80 something cents as of yesterday. Okay, so like thousands and thousands of percent, percentage of points. And then the way and it's being attributed because Elon Musk is talking about it on Twitter. So he's been talking about this Dogecoin for at least since at least since 2019, maybe even earlier, right? And it'll go up because of certain news here or there, and then it'll just go right back down to like 0.000 whatever cents. But this time it's a little bit different because like we've never seen a pump like this, and then there's a lot of people that are actually interested. Okay, so a couple of um, I guess just thoughts. Okay, like can you make money from that? You can make money from everything. Okay, it's like one of the very first 
uh, documented uh, speculative bubbles was like in the uh, Netherlands, where uh, over uh, like a, a couple, I won't say a couple of decades, um, for some reason people were really into tulip, tulip bulbs. Okay, and tulip bulbs were this like speculation, and then the whole idea is obviously it's useless, right? But when you have a speculative bubble, the whole goal is to find the, the greater fool, right? So as long as you can offload your tulip bubble or whatever whatever it is you have onto someone else, it could be completely useless. But if there's hype, you're gonna be able to generate, you're gonna be able to make money. Um, now the problem with something that doesn't have utility or use is um, once the momentum runs out, right, and the price starts going down, there's literally nothing there to actually uh, hold it in place. Okay, so whereas, um, let's just take silver for example, okay? If there's a speculation in silver, okay, if the price goes up, right, and then it goes up more and more, it's awesome. But if the price starts coming down, right now it's an industrial metal, right? So every computer, like microchips, uh, every single phone right now, uh, iPhone, has a small amount of silver in it to actually use for the, uh, for the chip. Okay, so there's always going to be a use for it. So as long as there's going to be a use for it, it won't go to zero. Whereas where there's no use, right, the tulip bulb may eventually go to zero or at least go to a, a, a price that's very, very suppressed, that's almost negligible or zero. And when it comes to Dogecoin, uh, there's no real use, right? Right now it's, um, uh, it was mainly being used as a kind of a joke uh, on Twitter, right? So people would tip each other Dogecoin just because it's worth so little. I'm like, you know what? Thank you for your awesome comments, right? Here's 10,000 Dogecoin and it's worth like $2 or something, right? So it's really, really funny. But uh, I think that there's a couple of um, couple of factors that actually converge together to make Dogecoin uh, like the most popular cryptocurrency right now. Okay, so um, let me provide you a couple scenarios, right? So you've heard about cryptocurrency, but you don't really know about much about it. Is it a scam? Is it not? It's weird. How do I actually get started? And then you actually get some information and they're like, okay, go to Coinbase. And uh, by the way, Coinbase doesn't actually have Dogecoin, right? And you go to Coinbase and you're like, wow, as of right now, um, Bitcoin is trading at 47,000 per one Bitcoin. Now you can break it up into a bunch of little like small like decimal points, right? So. You're like, okay, I wanna, I just wanna get started. I wanna invest $100, right? So if you want to invest $100, 100 divided by 47,000 is um, um, 470, right? Wait, did I get that right? <laughs> yeah, the 470, okay. So basically, you could purchase um, one, out of 470 Bitcoin with that $100, okay? So if you show up, if you buy it, it'll be like point, whatever, point, um, it'll be three decimal places, right? Point zero, 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 whatever the number is for, for Bitcoin. That's not sexy at all, it's not really interesting, okay? Now, all of a sudden, um, you hear about this Dogecoin, right? It's crypto, you're kind of interested in it, everyone else is talking about it on, uh, Twitter, the richest man in the world, uh, at least net worth wise. Elon Musk is tweeting about it. Celebrities are talking about it. Uh, and then also, it's not on Coinbase, but if you have Robinhood, Robinhood has like seven or eight cryptos that they list. 
Um, and then Dogecoin is one of them. You can literally go on Robinhood, which is really easy to use. And then you can use that $100 to buy, um, even if it's at 80 cents, right? You could buy like 120 Dogecoin. What's sexier to you? 120 of a cryptocurrency, 120 Dogecoin, or 0.00025 uh, of, of Bitcoin, right? Of course, 100 Dogecoin, like you, you would rather have the whole number or something. Um, also, because it's kind of like a meme, it's a joke, right? It's like a dog as a, a label. It's very, very non-threatening. It's, it's not intimidating. So it's very, very easy for people to actually get started in the crypto space, even though that's, it's very, very fringe, right? Like we have the, um, I almost imagine it's kind of like, uh, like people that are really into yoga and they get like the, the part where it's not the physical body. It's not about being flexible. That's just a small component of it, right? There's a spirituality, there's breathing, there's actually feeling the energy move throughout your body, like actually getting yoga. And then uh, yoga comes to America and then boom, uh, the 2000s hit and then Lululemon and leggings come around and basically all the, all the white girls want to get into yoga. And then like the more purest yogis like what the fuck's going on right i feel like i've actually almost like kind of similar to uh, people that are more familiar with crypto and then seeing an influx of people get into crypto uh, with dogecoin okay um so that's essentially kind of the dynamic with dogecoin now uh, what's the actual price could go to right it was 80 something cents i think i looked earlier today it was down to like 71 cents obviously it's, it's, it's moving all over the place I actually don't know, right? Because uh, it, it comes down to like market psychology. So uh, if you're looking to get into crypto, there's a lot of hype in crypto, right? And then right now, uh, Coinbase is by, I think by far the cheapest of the crypto that's listed on Robinhood. It's the easiest to get into. It's the least threatening. It's one that also has a lot of recognition. It's kind of funny. And you could buy like X amount, you could buy 120 Dogecoin with just 100 bucks, right? Of course, like, I'd rather do that than go buy 0.00025 Bitcoin, right? So there's gonna be a price point where um, it starts getting to be not as uh, inviting. I'm not sure what that number is, right? It could go up. I mean, honestly, it could be a dollar, it could be $2, I don't know. Uh, but uh, back to uh, one of my first points I made, uh, Actually, I didn't think I made it. I don't think I made it in this podcast. Okay? But ultimately, utility matters. And this is why usefulness or uh, utility matters. Um, because if there's no actual use for it, where it's actually serving a purpose or providing some value, once the value starts going down, there's literally no backstop to actually prop the value up. Okay? Actually, I think I talked about it with the Apple phone, right? So like with silver, even if the price goes down, there's always going to be a demand for silver. If Dogecoin starts going down, right, let's just say you hold some Dogecoin and you bought it at 80 cents. Just imagine you bought Dogecoin at 80 cents and it went up to $2, okay? Feels pretty good, right? You more than doubled your money, okay? Let's just say it dropped down to 150. Uh, I think it might go up. Maybe I want to take some profits. I might save it. Let's just say it drops back down to 80 cents. That's what you bought it. Okay, you're at break even, right? What's the psychology then? Okay, what if it actually drops down to 50 cents? What if it drops down to 40 cents? Okay. There's, there's no confidence in there, right? So you can see how the masses will start exiting and then once people start exiting, it actually speeds up people exiting. Now, what if Dogecoin was actually very, very useful? Um, it's, for example, 
uh, this next wave of how we're going to use the internet, okay? Because now there's so many people uh, we don't, we won't have enough bandwidth, but Dogecoin can actually be used to efficiently share bandwidth, and it's a sound project. There's a company backing it up. They're building relationships and infrastructure, and um, they're slowly making progress. You can see they're, you know, like they're they're actually doing all these like cool things in the background. You're you're, you're confident with the fundamentals, right? So even if the price is going down now, right, you can kind of see the macro trend of where the internet's going, and you know. Even if it drops down to 40 cents now, you're confident that in like a year or two, uh, it's actually going to be used to make the internet more efficient. So you're going to hold. Right now, all of a sudden, it's very, very different. Okay, so um, my personal preference is to get into crypto that I feel like has utility. And I'm fully aware um, that right now, during this speculative phase uh, of cryptocurrency, right, it's kind of like we're in the dot-com bubble, anything will go up, right? So you have to, you have to not be so, such a purist, right? Like the people, uh, the yogis that, uh, that, 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 that are judging all the, um, the white girls that get into yoga for the first time, like, listen, at least you're getting into like some kind of version of it, right? And then as they get into it more, even if it's just like a, a, a very, very watered down version, there's an opportunity for them to find out more. And that's actually how I feel about Dogecoin. If you get into Dogecoin, it's a useless coin. Uh, it's kind of fun, actually, and it's very easy. It's a very easy uh, coin for people to get, to get into crypto with. And then from there, there's going to be some people that start exploring the uh, the crypto space. And it's always a good good thing, right? If you're a big fan of uh, crypto technology, where it's going to go. So um, that's kind of my my thoughts on it. Uh, right now, as of this morning, it was about like seventy two cents. Uh, if it was me personally, like. Looking into Dogecoin, I would actually not invest in it. Like just like recommendation. Like if I had a guess, um, I think it'll hang out about at about the seventy to eighty cents for a bit. It might drop down, it might go up. Uh, it might even pump up to close to a dollar. But I think that, that dollar mark is like a psychological barrier. So even if it gets close or it goes a little bit over, I think you're gonna start start seeing people sell or dump off. There's just too much. Um, uh, potential for a huge sell-off. And then you also have to realize, right, once there's a big speculative um, pump into something, so Elon Musk posts about it, right? A bunch of people speculate into it, and it comes down, and then he posts about it again. The second time he posts about it, where, where a bunch of people are paying attention, it's not gonna have the same effect as the first time. And then the third time, it's gonna have less and less. Kind of like, uh, you know, I own a gym, so what I notice is whenever we announce a new event, we're going to do yoga, we're going to do a gym dinner, we're going to do whatever. The very first time, we always have the most participation. And then it's almost like as time goes on, we do it again. Like we're going to do monthly, we're going to do whatever. It always just seems to die out with the momentum. Okay, So that first time is always when you get the most hype. And even if you try to recreate and do the exact same thing, you just don't seem to get the same kind of response. Okay, so... Um, don't buy into Dogecoin. Doesn't mean you won't make money. Doesn't mean I don't. It won't necessarily go up. And uh, but like the potential downside is really really high. And if you just want to like buy some Dogecoin just so you have some just to fuck around, or or um, you just don't know anything about crypto, and it just seems like a fun, easy way to get into it, just do it. You know. But just just make sure like the money you put into it, it's something that you're prepared to lose. Okay. And also, whatever happens to you getting into Dogecoin is not representative of uh, what your experience is going to be in crypto.
Okay, hopefully that helps. If you have any questions, you can always message me and uh, I'll talk to you guys next time.